0: Marco Champion Thank you so much For hopping on the podcast Appreciate it man No appreciate you man Uh, We got connected Through good old Dan Fulkerson
1: He's a legend In San Diego Yeah He's got I feel like he's got All the connections
0: Dan Every time I meet Somebody in San Diego And I add them On Instagram or Facebook It's like Dan Fulkerson Yep yep I was literally
1: I hit him up this morning I was like Hey do you have someone For Trademark Yeah Within like thirty seconds, boom! Yep. I'm like, yep. dude, I can ask you anything, and he's
0: like, yeah, here you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's he's got everything. I've been connected. I mean, that's how we got connected, but I've made, yeah, a lot of connections through him. So, uh, yeah, Dan, for cool watching dude, this. Too. We love you. Love you, Dan. <laughs> so, uh, Marco, tell uh, the podcast a little bit about you, who you are, and what you do.
1: Oh, I'm an entrepreneur. To sum it up, I'm a skateboarder. I love skateboarding. Um, overall, I just you know run businesses and do what I love have fun doing it hell yeah
0: yeah so we had kind of a similar I feel like chaotic upbringing and uh, especially like growing up I think we were very misguided in terms of energy um, so we went to coffee earlier today and just got to get to know each other a little more and I really love the story about kind of just just how similar our stories are in terms of uh, getting in trouble and being very wild.
1: Aren't all entrepreneurs very similar in that way? Like, I just feel like every entrepreneur I I meet, they're like, unless they're an operator, I feel like if you're an operator, a little different, but if you're an entrepreneur, like visionary, I feel like you're kind of rebellious, you know, there's a lot of like kind of trouble that you got into when you were younger. Yeah. I see the pattern.
0: Yeah, yeah, risk taking, right? Like if you can take risks, but then bring that chaotic energy into you know, a passion mm-hmm. uh, turns into money pretty quickly. Oh it's really yeah, cool. channel it for yeah. sure. Yeah. So tell uh, tell everybody about your companies and kind of how you got started, where you came from, and what you're doing now.
1: Yeah, long stories. So I got a couple companies. First company that I started was Motive. It's a clothing brand. This one right here. This is actually. No one's seen this on video. So you guys got the sneak peek of the Kung Fu collection that's going to come out next year. Nice. Um, this one's like my passion project. I like love doing this. When I was younger, I wanted to be a pro skater. I was telling you earlier. Um, and I was on that path. And I had sponsors. And uh, I was writing motive down on my journal in high school. And I was just always like thinking about, oh, a brand would be cool to create. Um, didn't get a chance to become that pro skater. Uh, I got ran over by a car. So I was skateboarding down the street, hit a crack, flew into the street. I looked up and if I didn't react, if I had no reaction time, it would have went over my head and I would have been dead. Like it would have just been done. But I reacted and I moved my head and went right over my shoulder, completely dragged me across the street. And then the doctor, I shattered my pelvis, broke my spine, damaged nerves to my legs, punctured my bladder. I was like really close to dying. I had a pool of blood that was sitting in. Fire department had to come lift the car up off of me. And, um, doctor said I was lucky to be alive you know they told my parents that I might not make it out the first surgery but when I did it was like okay he's alive like and I was grateful I'm like okay I'm alive but then they're saying I'm gonna be stuck in a wheelchair for the rest of my life and that's when I was like no I cannot do that there's no way I love skateboarding so much for me never to step back on a board and so that passion kind of just let me believe I would I was like there's no way I'm believing these doctors I was in like a delusional Optimistic mindset, yeah. And eventually, I started, you know, being able to move my toes. And I went home in a wheelchair like a month later. And you know, it took me about three to six months to really start moving my legs again. Um, but after that, you know, this is, and I'm and I'm leading to how I created motive and built, the, you know, the businesses that yeah. I built now. Um, after that, I, you know, I got super depressed. Right, I was telling you earlier, I got super depressed uh, because I wasn't going to be a pro skater no more. I was in high school, so everyone was looking at me differently. Right, I lost a bunch of weight, took a bunch of pain medicine, so I was breaking out. Um, I just looked different and so like I just judged myself and, and being in depression I was still looking and searching how I was able to heal myself I'm like how did I believe I was gonna do it if the doctors told me no like what what's going on here what's the mindset how, how, is mindset strong like what is this I was just googling everything right YouTube searching everything and I found meditation and meditation completely changed my life I was like whoa this feels amazing just to do like I wasn't doing it because I thought I was gonna get some result at the end of the tunnel I was doing it because I just felt better as I was doing it listening to like guided meditations than I felt when I was depressed yeah so yeah I started meditating for like six hours a day like straight for like six seven months and then I got hit with oh my god that accident wasn't an accident it was a I happened on purpose right for me to get to where I'm at now so that I can inspire the world and that's when I created motive
0: that's amazing yeah
1: so motive is all about you know inspiring people to stay motivated and just you know they can do anything they set their mind to and that's the whole mission behind the brand to share and the message that
0: we're putting out. That's so cool, man. So your story reminds me a lot of Joe Dispenza's You Are the Placebo and when I okay, so there's a point in your life where you start to realize shit isn't what you thought it was. Right. Right? The world doesn't really work like you were taught it was. Mm-hmm. And and it's really exciting, but it's also really confusing. And I remember the first time that sort of clicked for me was when I read Joe Dispenza's You Are the Placebo. I had just moved back to Boston, it was around the time when Robin Williams died, because I remember I was reading that book in a Barnes and Noble when I found out that he died mm. and weird connection. But he got hit by a car. He on a bike. He was in a full body cast and the doctors told him, you'll never walk again. You're basically going to be this put, yeah, a vegetable forever. Right. Mm-hmm. And he started meditating and he started. Basically manifesting himself being better, which which. I don't know how this stuff works, but I know yeah. that it works. And he went from them telling him he's never going to walk again to, well, you'll only limp. To mm-hmm. yep. okay, well, you'll walk, but you'll walk slow. Same and thing. Now, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's just like the the fact that you can do anything that you put your mind to, um, like really, like I don't think there's a limit to it. I think the limit is what you believe the is possible. The limits
1: your imagination. Yeah, like what you can believe. Yeah, what you can imagine.
0: Yeah. So David Meltzer, which we both know, um, talks a lot about, about about you know manifesting and law of attraction. And mm. I think there's a science behind it. What do you think of law of attraction and manifesting?
1: There's for sure a science behind it, right? Like everything's energy. Yeah. And, and I, I want to dive into that. But before I do, uh, you're mentioning how like there's more to life than meets the eye. Yeah. Right? That's why I created this logo. It's three sevens. And seven in numerology means there's more to life than meets the eye so like it's the seeker of truth okay and that's why like i created motive because i was like oh like i was starting to seek the truth and i wanted to guide people in that direction because i know that as I was going through it, I felt super aligned, Yeah. right? And when you feel super aligned, it's like everything's clicking, right? There's, the synchronicities are happening, yeah. right? Everything's, you just feel like you're doing good and you're on the right trajectory, which yeah. I feel like everybody wants to be on the right trajectory. Nobody wants to feel lost, right? Right. Yeah. Um. So I just thought I wanted no, to mention that. No, that's really good. It. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And we talked about when, so my birthday is November 11th, mm-hmm. 11, 11, born at 11 a.m. Uh, so whenever I see a lot of 11s, whether it's you know, my brain tricking me or what? I right. I always feel like I'm Angel on the right numbers. path. Yeah. yeah, but there's something to that, and you know, the building that we're in, the address mm-hmm. is one 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 one. Dude, I loved it. Yeah. I saw that.
1: I was like, oh, for sure. Yeah, alignment. <laughs>
0: yeah, and it's it's so funny because any time that I know that I'm on the right path, that stuff sorts to you know, it sort of comes up, mm-hmm. and I see it everywhere, and it's just um,
1: yeah. Our mindsets are, are are attuned to that, right? right. And you were saying there's a science behind like the law of attraction. I, I love breaking things down into a science. Yeah. Like, that's the way I'm able to believe things. Right. I don't just believe anything I hear on the internet. I'm like, okay, but what's the science behind it? Like, right. well, why, why does that work? Right. Um, and so it starts off with energy. And I looked at like Einstein, E equals mc squared. What does that mean? Energy equals everything. Basically the whole universe is vibrating. Yeah. And when Einstein said that, there was no way to prove it at that time. Now we have like microscopes, right? We can look down and see that everything, like this table is made up of a bunch of particles that are vibrating, yep. and, but they're positioned in the way to make this table.
0: Yeah, it's not solid. It's not solid. Yeah.
1: No, but we are perceived to be solid. So how is it that I see solid, but it scientifically is not solid? Right. Um, so vibration. Energy, that's how I started looking at it. And I was like, okay, if everything's energy, what is energy? Like what's the difference between this table and me? What's the difference between the bottle and this phone? It's the way that the energy is vibrating, the frequency. So then there's frequency differences. And I started realizing, oh shit, like successful, I can cuss, right? Yeah, oh yeah. (laughs) Okay, cool. Successful people vibrate at a different frequency. Unsuccessful people vibrate at a different frequency. Okay, so now what changes their frequency? And we started diving into it. It's like your thoughts and your emotions change your frequency, right? What you're thinking about and, um, you know, some, certain thoughts have a higher frequency and yep. certain thoughts have a lower frequency and if you're constantly bombarding your mind with these lower frequency thoughts. You're just going to be vibrating at a low frequency, yeah. which then attracts other energy and other vibration to that frequency. So you're matching it. Yep. And that's why it's like you're the sum of the five people you hang around the most with because of that. Yep. Right. And yep. it's so hard. I was just talking about this too. It's like, you can be the best meditation, uh, practitioner and like the like you're like just you're you're the shit right you're the best but if you hang around people long enough they're right. gonna rub off on you yeah it doesn't matter how strong you are it doesn't matter how powerful you think you are they yep. will rub off on you that's yep. just the science of it right jump off a building you're gonna fall that's gravity <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah for real yeah, that's uh, and and when you talk about the high frequency and low frequency, it's totally true. Because when you look at when people listen to really negative music, mm-hmm. you know, and then you look at their life, and it's very similar to what the lyrics are. Music is huge. Yeah, and spoken yeah. word is huge too, mm-hmm. right? So you got to be careful with what you say. They say you got to be careful with what you wish for too. Mm-hmm. But what you say, whether you're joking or not, like the universe and your subconscious mind doesn't know the difference. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, do you have a vision board? I do. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, yeah, that thing. I, saw, I was
1: watching that right now. I was like, ooh, okay. Yeah. I like the house, too. Gotta invite me when when you get the house. <laughs> yeah. That's, you know what?
0: I, I don't, I, you see that watch on the bottom? Is that, what is that, Rolex? Yeah. Bam! Yeah. Got it. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I gotta update it. But, uh, yeah, actually, I gotta update a couple things on Have that, you but. been private? Uh, yep, I have. Private's yep. nice, huh? Yeah, yeah. And you know what's crazy? Literally, the picture
1: is exactly the same. it's, it's Dude, it's isn't that crazy? I moved into the spot, and I swear to you, I didn't even go look at it. Yeah. I was in Arizona, and I had to get out. I went there for a year to open up offices for the business, yep. the social media agency, other yep. business. Um, and then I go and I tell my friend, "Hey, I need to find a place in San Diego. I need it now. I'm leaving." And he goes and tours it with his video, and I'm like, "Okay, that looks cool. I'm going there. If I don't like it, I could just move later, right?" I look at the dream board and I look at the view. And it's the same thing. Yeah. I wanted a view of the ocean and yeah. of downtown. Yeah. And that's what I had in the dream board. That's, that's exactly, so crazy. I was like, "Wow,
0: dream boards—they work." Yeah. So Donald and I. <laughs> Uh, his brother who worked for me, who now has his own business, we, if you see where it says 21.7, yeah. uh, we always talk about exiting my software and lead company at 21.7 million. And okay. We've been saying that for a couple of years. Our growth was really, really stagnant until we decided to hit, like to start thinking bigger and mm-hmm. to start having bigger goals. Now we're well on our way. We're about halfway to that valuation and we just need a double and we'll be there. There you go. So- I'm a firm believer that if that wasn't there getting soaked into my subconscious mind constantly yep. it, we would not have the growth that we've had
1: we have such alignment because I feel like the stuff you're talking about I was just talking about too recently that's so crazy like, yeah. I was, and I was talking to Ernie back here I was saying like if you set small goals right and you hit them that's way worse than setting huge goals and missing. Yeah. Right. Because right. you can set huge goals. Now I'm in a component of like I'm never hitting my goals, but my goals are constantly leveling up. Yep. Right. Because I'm. It's better to like hit seventy percent of that, twenty-one million. Yeah. Than a hundred percent of that two million. Yes. Yeah. Right.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I. So. So I've been. My business is uh, at a point where we're not spending too much time growing it. We're more managing, and I mean mm-hmm. we're still growing, but it's right. not the bootstrapping of the beginning of, of building a business. Right. And that leaves you with a lot of time to kind of think and want to, you know, bored and chaotic energy needs to go do something. You're, and I
1: see that cause you're like, Oh, this is this business I have. This is this business I have. Yeah. Like, bro, you're just yeah. like me, bro. I would be exactly the same. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. And and it's hard cause you have to have focus cause when you do yeah. too many things at once, it you gets, spread your, yeah. yeah. And you lose. And, and I've done that right. This coffee company.
1: You have a, good operator? a
0: Yeah. Uh, no, not yet. And, okay. and it's honestly probably a waste of my time, but I'm having fun with it, which is why I did it. But, yeah. I started doing uh, like investing in consulting with smaller businesses. So mm-hmm. I'm doing consulting for equity and I'm buying in and getting equity portions for businesses and then helping them grow. Cool. And, you know, when I, a lot of this subconscious beliefs from before, way before, probably from when I was a kid, sort of came back when I started looking into this, thinking all these reasons why I can't make this money. And then I'm like, you know what? There are people that are making billions of dollars doing this. Uh, they're not smarter than me, not at least not, you know, exponentially smarter than me. Right. Uh, they're not more skilled, right? Like they're, they're, they just think different. So I need to tune into that frequency and yep. figure out how to get there. And ever since I started doing that, that side of the business has been just taking off and opportunity after opportunity after opportunity has opened up.
1: So what do you do to think differently?
0: Yeah. Um, well, I think visualizing yourself somewhere, right? Right. What you want, whether it's a house, whether it's a a a partner, whether it's whatever, right? If you visualize that and you feel it and you feel it like it's already happening, your brain and your subconscious and the universe, God, whatever you want to call it, doesn't know the difference. Right. So if you can trick, and like you said, you were delusionally optimistic when you were hurt, right? Mm -hmm. If you can get to that point, Where
1: you trick the mind,
0: yeah, where you trick the mind, but people around you are like, dude, that's crazy, and you're like, I know, but it's gonna happen, yeah. You know, I think that puts you on the right path, but the most important thing is being able to believe that it's already true in your head. Yep, Yep, I mean, this manifesting stuff is crazy because I used to play Grand Theft Auto V. In Boston,
1: and then you started doing that, or what?
0: Well, no. So, Grand, Grand Theft Auto Five takes place in in Southern California, in, yeah. in L.A. All right. And you know, you can have your own apartment and office and cars and all that. You know, whatever, right? You can have everything pretty much as in real life. Gotcha. Well, I had a uh, an office in downtown L.A., which looks very similar to this like, really? in downtown San Diego. I had a black BMW, which is very similar to the one that I drive. Right. Uh, you know, I used to to drive to the airport and pretend in grand theft auto that i was picking up my family and friends to go show them my place and that shit no happens. way all the stuff you did that in grand theft auto and, but i was that's the
1: better way to do it i i saw this you know i i predicted differently i'm like oh grand theft auto you started stealing cars or what? oh
0: yeah yeah no i i actually drive the speed limit in grand theft auto do you so, yeah oh yeah no not not <laughs> no, all the time. Uh, i'm <laughs> still killing hookers but you know but um, <laughs> but um in all reality, I think that whatever you can use as a tool, like maybe it's watching a movie about a rich guy and visualizing that being totally whatever works for you and everybody's different. Everybody's brain works differently, Mm -hmm. but that really works for me. Yeah. And there's a science behind that
1: too. Yeah. No, it is. They did uh, case studies where, uh, they had one subject group actually play the piano, like a physical piano and they were playing it, but without an instructor with actually learning, they're just hitting the keys. Then they had another group of that same doing the same thing without a piano, just in the mind, just hitting keys. And then they had a third group where it was, okay, they're playing the physical piano, but someone's teaching them and they're learning. And then the fourth group is they're playing uh, in their head, but someone's also teaching them and learning. Yep. And the ones that they're playing in their head and playing in real life are exactly the same. Yeah. Even the ones that are just they're hitting random keys. Right. Their, 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 their brain map hit the same type of uh, frequencies, the same type of energy that was being outputted then you know physically touching it then thinking about it in the head right so that's there's science behind that it literally is the same your brain doesn't know the difference right right and if you continue thinking the same way continue imagining the same thing eventually it starts to come into the physical manifestation of it yeah and i think one of the first things to do is write it down because you're physically putting it into the world that's in your head yeah so many people forget to write their goals down every day it's yeah. like how are you gonna get it if you're not gonna write them down every day right and why just one write down everything like there's this one uh and i love doing this it's uh it's an exercise i created called future self now okay and so basically you create a story and I do this part of my morning routine you create a story of the future but you act like it's now so like example one story and this was before I started flying private but one story when I was writing it down was oh, I'm flying private jet with my friends uh, we're, we're shooting YouTube videos and we're going to work with it. like just like as it's happening right now I am doing this I'm doing this and I, I create a story and the next day it's a story about motive the next day it's a story about you know traveling somewhere else. like it just all these different stories but as it's happening now and I'm and I'm feeling as I'm going through the motion of writing it, like it's happening. Right. And that's helping manifest it. Yeah. There's already a lot of stories. If I scroll all the way to the beginning that have already manifested. And now I'm like, my stories are crazy. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm just waiting for those.
0: That's so cool. Have you heard of the movie, uh, uh, everything all at once? Yes. I saw it. Dude. Okay. So I watched that on an airplane. It's a trip, huh? It's a trip, but it, it, as much. It's true. It's true. I think there's all these different realities. And you're like,
1: you're like every choice that we make is, Move, shifting
0: us into that reality. Yeah. So let's let's give the, the viewers and listeners just like a quick kind of uh, idea of what this is. So so basically in this movie, this girl is uh, a woman who owns a laundromat and she's having tax issues and she's getting audited by the IRS and as she goes into the office she sees this note that basically says, you know, do this random thing with your shoes. Do this. Go into the, you know, the laundry closet. and Random
1: uh, things like eat gum off the bottom of the desk. Yeah, like Stuff that you wouldn't do in this world, right?
0: Like, yeah. And, and then all of a sudden she ended up in this different universe where it was very similar, but if she had made a different choice. And the longer this movie goes on, the longer it shows how much your individual choices impact your whole life. And it gets really extreme and kind of kind of weird and confusing towards the end. But the whole point is your thoughts create your reality mm-hmm. and your thoughts move you to the next step, the next thing that you're going to do, right? Like mm-hmm. if I'm going to... Like I could just get up and walk out of this podcast, and that would send this podcast in a completely different direction than if we just kept going. Right? right? Like that'd be fucking weird if I got up and walked out. But that would like completely... okay, this is my new spot. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess I live here. But that would completely change it. So, what was your um, what was your perspective on that movie?
1: Yeah, the first word that came to mind is Bandersnatch. Like that whole process that every choice okay. we have leads us into another direction. So when I think about it and when I think about like time being an illusion and I, a lot of people talk about how time doesn't exist but it exists in our kind of the way we perceive our reality. Yeah. It makes me think do we have free choice? I mean we have free choice to choose which path but the paths already created depending on that choice. Yeah. So it's like it gets me like kind of just thinking like, Whoa, like, yep. do I have, is it, is it, is it fate or is it like, it's already predetermined? God already created like, what is it? Right. Yeah, right. Cause it's all these different pathways that are already there. Yeah. Like there, that's, there you go. I did something yep. different. Right. now I just moved me into a different pathway. Yeah. Like slightly. Right. There's diff- bigger, the choice, the bigger, the pathway moves you. Yeah. I, I think.
0: Yeah. And they talk about, what is it? The butterfly effect where, mm-hmm. you know, you step on a butterfly in Kansas and in Japan, a nuclear weapon goes off. Right. You know, it's uh. Uh, the chain reaction of decisions is just crazy. I mean, you hear Insane. these stories of people missing a flight and then not dying in a plane crash, right? You know, stuff like that. And that's
1: crazy that I I like look at my life like that. Now when something bad happens, something wrong happens, I'm like, Oh, thanks God. Yes. Like, like, like that could have something really bad could have happened. Right. If yep. I did go down that route, like I could have been in a car crash if I didn't make it on time or, yeah. you know, whatever it may be. Yeah. So I just like to think of the positive and be like, Oh, it's all good. Like it's, it's redirection from a higher power.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I uh, yeah, I'm. I'm just so interested in because because your intuition, I think, always knows, right? It, it at least has the right direction in mind. And my intuition says that, of course, there's something else out there. I was raised atheist, right? And okay. and I'm not religious. I, I just I just know that something is is bigger than what we imagine. And yeah, yeah
1: so yeah, it's a it's, trip. I was just watching uh, Joe Rogan, and um, I was I was. Uh, my family was Catholic. I'm not religious. Yeah. Very spiritual. I definitely believe in a higher power. Yeah. Um, and energy and all that stuff. I just want to meditate. I just feel like there's something bigger than myself that yeah. I can connect to. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, I was watching Joe Rogan and this thing started tripping me out with uh, Neil DeGras- deGrasse I think it was. Yeah, um, Neil, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was saying like our globe. If we were to shrink our world down to the size of a cue ball, you saw that? Yeah. It would be yeah. smooth. It would it be smooth. It would be ball. the
0: smoothest thing in the world. Yeah. And yeah. it
1: just started getting me to think like, oh my god, like. Like in perception, if there's bigger beings, yeah, this is like a little ball, like that they can grab, and it's just round. Like there's no mountain peaks, there's no oceans, like. Yep. So it makes me think, like, oh shit, like, what about like this? Is yeah. there, is there, a, is there a world in this table that yeah. we can't see? Right. Because it's so small.
0: And when you look at like, uh, <laughs> like when you look into an eye, and then you look in, you know, a, a, a picture of an eye up close or zoomed in, and then you look at like a nebula and a galaxy, oh, yeah. and how similar they are, in right. a brain. And a tree, and lungs, right? Like, mm-hmm. all these things that you look at, and it's like, maybe that's our brain looking for something like that, but I... I
1: I mean, we're stardust, dude. Yeah. Like, that's literally what we are. Stars exploded and created us. Yeah. And, like and s- if... Supposedly. I mean, that's what they say. Yeah,
0: well, I don't know. Right? But but if space is... Continu- if, if what they say about space continuously growing in time, like, mm-hmm. it just doesn't make sense. Like, it's infinite, and and expanding at the same time, like, it just, I know there's stuff that our brain just can't comprehend, right. you know, but I think about it, right? Um, I mean, our civilization,
1: like, it might be advanced to, like, a lot of different things, but it's also, like, we're not even a type 1 civilization. Yeah. Like, we still haven't harnessed, like, the powers of our planet, right? Yeah. Or solar. Like, we yeah. haven't even, like, harnessed the power of our sun. Right. Like, there's type, like, I, I'm curious to see if there's type four civilizations who have already harnessed not only the power of their sun, yeah. but the power of their galaxy. Right. And now they're playing in the universe, like, hi, like I, I don't know. For me, it's like, I think that we're trying to become, like, God in a way. Like, we're co-creators. Like, we're creating, we're manifesting, like, what we think God would do, right? Create and manifest everything. Yep. And we're constantly just... Taking that a step higher. Yeah. Right. Because right now we can only create manifest what we have here. But yeah. But imagine we had access to the power of a star, or the power of a universe. Like we'd be able to create galaxies. we would be able to create planets. Right. Right. We would create, you know, life. We could have been a creation of some other alien species that did, you know, some type of experiment. Like yeah. who knows? Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, there's so much confusing. It's, it's like you never know what to believe. Because, Religion says one thing And religion Especially if you grew up Around religion Which you know My family in Boston Is very Irish Catholic Mm -hmm. And you know When you have But you grew up atheist No I did Because my dad was an atheist But my family in Boston All very very Catholic Oh okay So I grew up atheist But with religion Kind of around Gotcha So And then when you grow up And you sort of have these Spiritual awakenings Or whatever It makes you start to think Like what is Out there (laughs) What's what's real Right Right So it's just so confusing, like, trying to... When I look at religion,
1: I I feel like every religion has some truth to it, but not all of one religion is true because people are fighting, right? right. Like, Isn't religion about being, like, one with God and, like, not doing bad things? Yeah, people are fighting each other because of religion, so that doesn't even make any sense. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, the way I see it, I think there's a spiritual um, path for people that's not just religion. If you're like... you don't believe in God or, um, you know, if religion's kind of done, done you dirty. Cause I yeah, feel like it has right. for so many people.
0: Well, my business partner, so he's, he's Christian, right. And he's very, very, very serious about his beliefs. Okay. And I've learned a lot about him because a lot of what he says is very similar to how the universes seem to work. And him and I talked one time and I remember saying, you know, I remember saying something like, yeah, you're very religious. Or I mentioned something where I said you're religious. He's like, I'm not religion. Like, I don't like religion. I'm like, but you're a Christian. He's like, yeah, but just because I follow the teachings doesn't mean he's like most of religion is, you know, corrupt. And, you know, right. he's like humans will be humans. Yeah. Um, and, and I thought that that was kind of an interesting perspective where you can learn from religions without. I, I don't know. I just thought like that, that, that being was, religious. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was kind of a cool uh perspective on it. Made me take a step back and go, Oh, okay. Totally. You know? I mean
1: there's so many different Bibles. I mean the Book of Enoch was removed from the Bible. Yeah. Uh, Book of Lilith. There's, there's different books that are part of the Bible. I would love to read the original one. Yeah. Right? Not touched by man by so many centuries. Yeah. That would be cool. Yeah. You know, what kind of information about unlocking I'm pretty sure in the cathedral in like uh Rome. Yeah, they, locked away. They probably the- have some stuff locked away down there, some yeah. knowledge that I would love to get into.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it it seems from a logical perspective, if you were somebody who is like a king or some, you know, back in the day, you would want to maintain knowledge, right? I see employers do this, right? They don't want their employees to know that they can go out and do this on their own. They don't, which most of them can't. But I've seen employers who have employees that want to start their own business, shut them down because they don't want them to leave. yeah. because then that takes away from them, right? Yep, Yep. So. I've always thought that that makes sense if you're trying to control a, a population yeah. to keep certain knowledge from them and confuse them and put disinformation out there. And, right. And, uh, yeah. It Which is
1: the exact opposite of what I think, by the way, like with my agency, yes, everyone's a boss. Yes. Like it's champ. I call it champion social because I legit won't have champ. Like if you're not a champion, you're not on my team. And yeah. if you're not a champion, like you're probably not, being a boss right Right. like so like so every person on my team like I coach them in a way where it's like you're gonna be a boss you're gonna have your own business I'm gonna pay your business to do the services right and you can if you wanted to bring on other clients you can I mean it's your business right but I'm gonna be bringing you most of the money and I'm teaching you I'm training you and uh, and that's the way I take it now there's been some times where people have left and I'm like all good like while you were here you did what you had to do You're, you're gone I taught you stuff I feel like there's impact that I created in your life yep I feel fulfilled. Go yeah. ahead. There's no like feeling of, Oh, I lost this person that a lot yeah. of entrepreneurs, I think in that state where like yeah. don't want to share information yeah. are like, dude, just share it, bro. They can find it on Google. They can find it. On yeah. YouTube. Like they can, if they really wanted it, they could find it. So might as well, you be the one that made that impact in their lives.
0: Yeah. And, and you know, I think that the mentality of lack and coming from a place of lack and fear, that's you know, what it is. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's abundance that you got to be in. Yeah.
0: And always one of my friends started a real estate marketing company. Around the time that we did And he hit me up and was like Hey, I saw one of your ads How'd you do this and this? And I just got on I'm like, hey, let's hop on a Zoom And I showed him, like, literally everything That I was doing at the time He's like He was, like, kind of suspicious Like, (laughs) why are you giving me all this information? And I'm like, dude, it doesn't
1: it's not gonna hurt me. It does,
0: it's gonna help me, right? Like yeah. if I'm helping you, that will eventually come back to me. That's not that, why I'm doing it.
1: But that's the way the universe works.
0: Yeah, I know. And, yeah. and he, I don't know, it's kinda cool because he sort of started to do things like that and it's cool watching that. That's impact. Yeah, That's yeah. what I love. Yeah, I love it, man. So let's talk about your, uh, your, your social media and how you've had such awesome growth on Instagram and talk about social media and networking because I know yeah. you're really good at both of those things
1: so let's break down social media i feel like a lot of people think of media when they're talking about growing their social media and forget about the social aspect Mm. right that's the networking aspect um and so when we grow accounts it's like you can't just be off of your social media not being social right you gotta engage with people you gotta network now we have the the blessings i would say to be able to network in our underwear in our bed yeah back in the day you have to set up a meeting you have to go out there take hours of your time for travel whatever it may be for one connection. Yep. We can make one connection in two minutes yeah. on the DMs on Instagram and just keep it going, yep. right? The $1. eighty strategy from Gary Vee is what I used a lot in the beginning yep. to grow my personal brand. Yep. And um, the two skills that I, when I was younger, I'm 26 now, when I was like around 18, 19, I was like, okay, hey, what's, if I poured all my attention to skills, which ones do I want to have? It was sales and social media. Yes. Those were the two, because I knew sales was going to help no matter what I do in life. Yep. Like everyone's selling. It's basically getting what you want. If you want to learn how to get what you want, Learn sales. Yeah, Like that's super simple. And then social media, it's about personal branding. For me at least. So, you know, like there's so many people who want to grow their businesses on social media. And I always say, then focus on your personal brand. Yes. And people go but I want to grow my business. Yeah. Let me grow my business account. It's like yeah. no, nobody engages with business accounts. Yeah. Like they engage with other people. And yep. if your reputation is of, you know, really really high and people know you, like you and trust you, they're going to do business with you. Yep. They're going to they're, they're not going to ask another realtor if you're, you know, if you're the one that they're seeing every day right. on social media. They're just yeah. going to call you. Yep. Right? So, yeah, I thought I think a lot about personal branding um, and when you think about personal branding, it's not just again, not just the content you're putting out. It's like personal branding has a lot to do with personal side of things like your growth as a person right um and that's why i love helping people through the agency like grow because i see the growth in them as they're shooting content as they're you know connecting with people there's a huge growth that happens from within that then you see on on the other side of the camera right but i'm seeing it behind the scenes yeah from the first day that we filmed to like the second one to the third one to the fourth one we do like monthly content days and within like a month uh oh i mean within like one four hour session we get about a month's worth of content yeah and we just batch film yeah yeah
0: that's really good yeah, I think that people think when they think of building their brand, they think of selling first. And with Gary V, he talks about what is it? Jab, 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 right jab, hook. jab, right hook. Yeah, yeah. So
1: give value, give value, give value, then ask for business.
0: Yeah. And it, and it's true, right? So in my consulting stuff, what I do is I, I reach out to certain businesses that I'm interested in investing in and I talk with them and I do like one or two free full sessions. Now that takes a lot of time for me. So I got to be pretty specific on who I want to deal with, but if I provide a tremendous amount of value to them, like literally their jaws on the floor, I give everything that I can, mm-hmm. whether I get something or not, at the end they're like, so how do I, do I cut you a check? Like how do I how do I get the ball rolling? Right. And it's a lot easier. And I think with social media, people think, oh, let me DM somebody and let me DM a million people and I'll let them know that, you know, I'm offering listings at one percent instead of, you know, two or three. You can't whatever. Just DM
1: people. So that's again, that's business, right? Yeah. Like if you're going from a business account, you can go ahead and send business messages all day. Yeah. But your personal brand, like you said, jab 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 right hook. Yeah. Like just give value. Like like the, the goal with a personal brand is to get your reputation to get up. Yes. Right. To get people to know you, to like you, and to trust you. Once you have that, then you can sell them. Yeah. Like then you can then you can say, okay, this is what I have that can actually help you in your
0: life with whatever product or service that it is that you're offering. Yeah, so. right. Like, if you have a friend that sells insurance and you talk to some random insurance salesman, who are you going to go to? Exactly. You're probably going to go to the guy that you know, like, and trust, like you said. So I think that when it comes down to branding and the reason why I've gone so hard on content creation and doing the podcasts and putting out clips is I want you to know me and I want you to never stop seeing me. Mm -hmm. You know, when you get off your phone, when you go to sleep, you're thinking of me, right? Yep. Yep. Grant Cardone says, uh, you know, back in the day when he was selling and he'd go and try to convince people to come to these conventions and do all these things that he was like, man, what am I missing? And then he realized I got to get known is what he said. I got to build that personal brand. So what exactly. do you, what do you think that people should do if they're trying to build their personal brand? What do you where do they start?
1: Where do they start? I mean, content is where it's going to you can't build a personal brand without content, right? And so many people are scared to get behind the camera or in front of the camera, right? Yeah. It's like and it's okay if you, you know, you don't put out the first 20. Yep. Just do it. Right. Just shoot those pieces of content. And if you don't want to put it out, don't put it out. But it gets the ball rolling so that you start getting better and better. Like if you want to do a podcast but you're like, I've never done a podcast before, shoot like five, ten podcasts with your friends or people, you know, then you start building the muscle and you get a little bit more comfortable behind the camera and then you're like, okay, let's just put it out there. Yeah. And then it's just about putting it out there like that's how you start. Just like just it's better than not doing anything.
0: The first podcast that we shot was me and Donald and uh, we just kind of tested it out. And we were standing here like this, <laughs> like we were like stone, you know. And then, and then the second—were you episode, stoned? Yeah, no, but we sure looked like we were brick, you know. I want to do a
1: podcast called "When Champions Get High."
0: Oh my god, and that it's going
1: to be bringing on like like celebrities and inf- people yeah. that you don't normally see high. I mean, with Khalifa, you like you know, like he gets high all the time. Yeah, yeah But yeah. like people that you don't normally see high, and then yeah. just get them high, and then have these like crazy conversations. Oh
0: my god, having Biden on would be so great. Your Biden—that'd be insane. I feel
1: like I feel like. Like, he would probably fucking take it. Yeah. Not knowing, and some guy would be like, oh, yeah, some guy know, would come know. in and like, cut the cameras. Like, they would all like, but he would be like, what? What's wrong? Like,
0: <laughs> that would be funny. Yeah. It reminds me of, uh, what is it? Hot? Is it Hot Ones? Hot Ones. The Hot Wings. The, the wings? Yeah. yeah. That's pretty cool. Yep. Yep. I yeah. like
1: that one. Yeah. Grant, you, you mentioned Grant Cardone. I, I have a pretty, pretty cool story about Grant Cardone. I lost a deal with him. Um, we were going to do a collaboration with Motive, and I sent him some gear. Uh, he promoted it like I have some pictures of him wearing the motive stuff. Nice. Uh, Elena Cardone, wearing the motive stuff. Elena and I are pretty connected through like DMS. Um, and so we were started talking about like doing collaboration at 10 X and motive collaboration, Damn. but I'm, this is like the beginning, beginning. I'm like 19, 20 years old. I yeah. don't know what I'm doing, but I set everything up to look really, really like big. Like the Instagram was consistent for years, for like two years. Uh, it had a lot of followers. The branding was on point. The website was on point. So they thought it was a big business. Yeah. <laughs> and then when they came under the like they started looking at like the business like this is not a big business yeah They're yeah. like hey hit us up when you're like you know bigger um, I basically lost a deal though because of my email oh I emailed I emailed uh, I don't want to put her name out uh, but one of the people out there uh, that works on Grant Cardone's team I emailed her with a president at gmail.com and they said okay we started looking once we saw your email we started looking into your business and realized you're not th- at the level that yeah. we are for a collaboration right but in the future you know reach back out yeah and I was like my email, and ever since then, at, at the at the, the business that I have, to make sure that they know it's legit. So, yeah. lost a deal with Grant Cardone on that, could've had a collaboration, but yeah. it's gonna happen. I mean, our paths crossed so many times, I, one day.
0: Hey, and like you said about, you know, uh, when, you know, your perspective on things like that, you know, uh, that maybe that deal would've ruined your company, you never know.
1: Who knows, yeah. right? Yeah, Everything it wasn't my happens. time. Yeah, because it honestly wasn't ready for growth. Yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't. There's no way, like now, I just jumped back into motive because I put it on the shelf for a couple of years while I built the agency. Yep. Agency is now successful, now have time, resources, money to go back into the brand. Yep. I have a whole like supply chain, like like in LA where they manufacture, get the fabrics, cut and sew, patterns, like there's a whole process to really do this at scale that when I was younger, I was like, oh. It would have destroyed me if Grant Cardone uh, actually accepted it. And they said, we had this many orders. Yeah, There's no way I wouldn't have been able to handle that. No way. Yeah. I was taking the shirts myself to yeah. get tags placed on at the time. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it made sense that why it didn't happen.
0: That's so cool. So if somebody wants to start a clothing brand, like where do they start? How did you stumble upon that? I know that in high school you would draw it and things like that, but how did you actually go from it being in your mind to actual, a physical thing?
1: Well, for me, it's not just about the clothing. It's about who wears the clothing. Right. And it's the lifestyle for me, at least for my brand. I started thinking about like, who am I like, who am I? And like, what would I want to wear? Right. And why do I want to wear it? I'm an entrepreneur. I want something simple. So my stuff is really, really simple. And also I want something that's good for me. Anything I do, like food or whatever, I always look at what goes in my body and clothing like that goes on the body. What goes on the body goes in the body. A lot of people don't know that your skin is like the biggest organ of your body. Yeah. And most, I started doing my research most cotton t-shirts have over 8,000 chemicals in one t-shirt. Yep. And not only is it bad for you because there's chemicals going into your body, but the process in the back end is bad for the people. Like, like I don't want to put out these names, but H and M, Nike, all those companies, they have like, you know, (laughs) really cheap ways of making their clothing, but it harms the environment and it harms the people that are making the clothing and they're, know their area that they live in yeah wherever it may be right I started looking at that i was like no, there's no way i'm gonna do that clothing is the second largest pollution industry in the world right and so i started using sustainable and organic materials bamboo being one of the biggest uh, materials that we use yep. it's not only super super comfy but there's no chemicals and it's better for you better for the planet and i'm creating something that i feel like i would want to wear and yeah. that's where i started to create something that you would want and that's yeah. what elon musk talks about like i just created a car that i wanted to drive i'm glad other people do it yeah. I feel like that's the best way of looking at it. Just create something that you love, that you like. You'll find other people that will like it the same.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I think that uh, when it comes to thinking bigger, a lot of people want to start a clothing brand. They want to start a business, but they just don't. And I did this for a long time. Where where I remember somebody said, "Yeah, one day you'll probably build and sell businesses." And, and my dad actually said that, and I was like, "The fuck is this guy talking about?" <laughs> you know, and I just didn't believe it. But eventually I started thinking bigger and started realizing there's more and more possibilities. Like, oh, maybe I can do this little business. Maybe I could do this and that. And I think that when people start to think bigger, like obviously you were thinking at a much higher level than most you know, younger people. Meditation. Yeah, Did that? do you think that helped you? Huge. So you, you talk about meditated, meditation changing your life. Talk about that a little bit.
1: It changes your frequency. We were talking about energy earlier, right? Raising that vibration. That's what meditation does it helps you raise your vibration and when you raise your vibration you're pulling in a lot more success a lot more abundance plus it helps you deal with life better like you don't react to life like if you a lot of people react to life to a lot of situations right yeah. something happens a car crash someone hit the car they're reacting they're getting mad uh you know something that seems like a bad situation they're reactive but when you meditate a lot you start to respond instead of react um and you start looking at situations differently which then alters your reality and changes your reality and so, I mean, at a simple definition, it just it raises your frequency, and that's why I, I love meditation, because I just feel like I'm getting higher yeah, off life. <laughs> right, yeah, Yeah.
0: that's really cool. Now, when you say, um, d- when you're meditating, do you monitor your thoughts? Are you watching, like, what is meditation to you? Because I feel like yeah. a lot of people who maybe don't meditate or try to meditate, they can't quiet their mind. And I'm one of those people, right? Mm-hmm. I, I used to meditate. I don't know if somebody's like, hey, do you meditate? I'm like, yeah, of course. And then I realize, yeah. no, I not really as don't Not yeah. Medi- much. much. Meditation
1: is not just about quieting your mind. Yeah. Um, it's like saying, go- like working now, it's about lifting the heaviest weights at the gym. It's like, no, it's not, right? It's about consistency. It's about building the muscle. And when you meditate, um, it's about focus, right? So you focus on your breath. And all these thoughts come in. And every time you're able to into the gap is what they like to call it or joe Dispenza calls that gap every time you're able to like not hear thoughts and just focus on your breath you're curling that bicep it can last a second right and then all of a sudden you got thoughts again right and like so there's these seconds and uh, like the more you do it the gap starts to expand i can go there's this one time this is when i was meditating like six hours a day where i closed my eyes and i like i shit you not i like like i blinked and it was three hours later mm. and I, I was like
0: what the fuck yeah i didn't go to sleep i'm sitting up
1: right now like there's no way i fell asleep i just blinked yeah i I was and that and by the way that was the moment that i was like motive and everything kind of came to me yeah after that but it's expanding that gap so you're kind of just curling the bicep um and it's so much easier to listen to guided meditation i still do i still listen to guided meditations because like you're hearing their voice and now you're focusing on your breath but also focusing on what they're saying so it kind of minimizes like other distractions that come in
0: yeah that's really good yeah yeah, I think uh, I think you're gonna make me start meditating. Again. Dude, you gotta meditate. Yeah, have yeah. to. It's so good. Okay, I will. That's really good.
1: Yeah, and they say like like a lot of people say ten minutes. All you need is ten minutes a day, right, to meditate, and that's better than no minute a day. Right. However, there's science that says you don't get into the meditative state until after 25 minutes. Wow. It takes 25 minutes for you to like start clearing those thoughts. All the pollution it's mental pollution yeah everyone has this mental pollution especially like us entrepreneurs there's so many businesses so many different things we have all the stuff that we're thinking about and and when you have all that pollution in your head it's it's hard to find like you that source right that light and when you're meditating like you're able to remove the pollution and then tap into you and it helps you become more aligned.
0: Dude, and nowadays, like if we look at everybody's screen time in here, look, Carlos is over there on his phone right now. Oh, it's ridiculous. What's you know? my screen time? Yeah. I
1: got like, I only got three hours today. Oh, three hours and 60 minutes. Yeah, that's, <laughs> let's
0: see, what do I My
1: normal do I screen time is like seven hours, eight hours.
0: Let's see. But I mean, people are just on their phones, and I—it's—it's it's addicting, right? It like is. This is uh, maybe not as harmful as drugs or alcohol, but it is more addicting because it's yeah. so accessible. And I think that such a such a problem is, man. There's just—I remember being bored as a kid. You remember being bored?
1: You know what's a trip? This what? apple. Yeah. This bitten apple of forbidden knowledge. Ooh, now it's here in the the palm of our hands, right? We have all the knowledge of the world, basically, right there. Yeah, it's a trip. It's a trip.
0: Huh? Yeah, I think that with with these dopamine hits accessible at any time, Mm -hmm. that's
1: a problem. I wanted to throw my phone out the window when I read the first book. I read was that like that wasn't school books and stuff like that. Like book I actually picked out, went to the library and wanted to read was um, the Thinking Life, and this is about thinking about your thinking okay which is a trip that's when yeah. I started realizing oh this is why am I thinking like this
0: almost from like a different
1: yeah because yeah, now you're analyzing your thoughts yeah and when you start analyzing your thoughts you start to realize like oh this is what makes me right I can change me right, right? I don't want to have these and, and it's all about identifying with what thoughts you want to have because not all thoughts are your own a lot of people think that all the thoughts in your head are just yours right but they're not yeah depending on the environment that you're in will stimulate different types of thoughts yeah that's why the sum of five people you hang around with ends up because their thoughts are polluting your mind and that become your thoughts and then you identify with it boom you're like them.
0: Right. All yeah. Right. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. My mom talks about this story when she was like five or six and she was, uh, playing basketball and she's sitting and she's getting ready to shoot. And she was thinking about, okay, I'm going to shoot. And then she, right when she thought that she had this second where she goes, wait, who's saying that? Who is this thought inside of my, like, you can say I saw you know KRS One the rapper, mm. he very very famous old school hip hop guy. He's very spiritual and talks about that. And he talks about uh, there's this this bit where he's he pulls up this Rockstar Energy sticker and he says, you know, everybody say in your mind Rockstar. Ready three two one, and then everybody says it you know. And he goes, who said that? You heard it, but you didn't say it right. And I think that that's such a fascinating thing to look into. Like it's huge. what. It, like there's so much more going on that we understand, and uh, yeah, that that trips me out. But yeah,
1: I, yeah. I like to use a, a metaphor um, about your mind being like a, a mind house, and thoughts are like the cars driving outside your house down the street, and you have all these thoughts driving down. Some of them are positive, some of them are negative. Now the negative ones try to break into your house, and they stay there. They're like they're negative, right? Like they thrash your house. They like they they throw a party and like they just wreck it. Yeah. That's what negative thoughts do. Positive thoughts have to be welcomed in because they're positive they're not gonna just intrude on someone's house
0: yeah right that's
1: like how the mind works right so the way I like to look at thoughts is when I see a negative thought my doors are locked to my mind I'm standing you know the front door of my mind making sure no negative thoughts can come in and identify with me right. they're there I see them I hear a negative thought go by and I go I look through, through the window and go where did that come from right well, that's weird I'm not gonna get mad because if I get mad I open the door for them right I get I'm like, Oh, it's not all of a sudden the door's open and they're coming in. And, they're, yeah. and now I'm identifying with that negative thought. So I like to use that analogy because like a lot of people have all these thoughts and they people ask me like, oh, how do I get rid of these negative thoughts? You don't have to get rid of them. Just let them pass by. Yeah. Right. Well, observe them. It's not you. Right. They're not you unless you right. make them you. And yeah. that's the problem you're having. You're making them you.
0: Right.
1: Damn.
0: Well, dude, Marco, thank you so much for coming. I really appreciate it. Of course. Um, where can people follow you on social?
1: Marco the champion. On pretty much everything. Sweet. Yeah. yeah. No. Honestly, last words. Like, no matter what situation you guys are at right now, even if it's hard, I feel like right now we're having this transition period. I, I don't know when you're gonna put this podcast out, but it seems like a lot of people are going through some struggles. A lot of people are going through some type of change. Just know it's happening for a reason, and like, don't feel like it's just happening to you. It's happening to the whole world, and you can see like there's opportunities and failure. Just, just you know, look for them when it happens, and just be kind of optimistic about your life because you know, you're meant to do greatness, like you're meant to do a lot of good things, just you might not be on the right path or the right environment. So shift those things, figure that out. But know like you have plenty of time, you can do this, stay motivated and uh, reach out if you need any help. Hell yeah. Think bigger. That's right. Thanks, man.